Welcome to Trailblazer Igniting Business and Community. Here we will share insights, tools, concepts. We'll bring on guests as we stoke the fire to help grow businesses and communities. Are you ready for this week's episode? Here are our hosts. Welcome back, listeners, to the Trailblazer podcast. My name is Dave McDonald with Mobile Tier. John Oliver, Agile Wealth Partners. And we're so grateful for you guys to join us again this weekend on this channel again. So uh, with that, we welcome everyone. And let's just go ahead and get right into it yeah. today. And I want to thank everyone. I'm noticing that we're just getting more and more listeners. And we got one of our first few emails. Did you see that? I did not. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, we will uh, discuss that offline. Off <laughs> so phenomenal. We, 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 got thank a, you. we got an email. So uh, let's get right, right into it. But... Here's the deal, guys. We all got into the ring to be a business owner for all kinds of reasons, right? There's, you know, all these types of reasons that we kind of, you know, we had these visions of freedom, desire to kind of be our own boss and to own our own business. And, you know, obviously we have great ideas and maybe we want to build that wealth yeah. for us, for our family, our friends, you know, our coworkers. But however, none of this is really possible unless we're we're actually creating revenue, right? Exactly. You yeah. got the greatest idea in the world, right? If it's not making any money, though, it's not really doing what you wanted it to do. Nothing. And so that's why this week we want to shed some light on this revenue. And, I, you know, I get it. Some of our listeners right now are going, well, guys, look, I know what revenue is. You're like, it's why my register rings. It's why I make a deposit in the bank. But are you looking at really like everything you can do to generate that revenue um, and keep your business running? And it's not always just about, you know, okay, yeah, I made $5,000 this month, but I got $4,000 in expenses. Yeah, you had $1,000 there. Mm -hmm. Not really what you were looking for, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So it's how that relates back to how your business is structured um, and everything else. So with that, let's get into some invoking questions here. Uh, and kind of get everybody's brains moving in the right direction as we kind of tackle this revenue topic here. So question one, is your business even producing revenue? Uh, Notice we did not say profit. Mm -hmm. There is a difference. Let's get revenue first and we'll worry about profit later. Mm -hmm. What would would you do if you're focused to get, grow, and boost your revenue? Like change that focus a little bit and all right there on mindset, right? Yeah, I like that. And then the last one, and this may be weird to some of you, uh, but does your business or have you ever thought about having multiple lines of revenue within your business? Very important. And, you know, with everything that's happened this year, I think that's a really poignant question to ask yourself. It is. Yeah, it's great. So let's let's hop into topic one here. and, And it's just about, like we said, the question, you know, are you just producing revenue, period? And again, we're talking about producing revenues, Having that mindset of, I'm trying to create a transaction to create a revenue. Yeah, I'm not talking about profits right now. I'm talking about revenues, and we've got to think about this as as a as the path from a startup to a successful business. Exactly, it's different. You know, when your revenues come in as a startup, well, that's like gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you get excited yeah. quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It, it, and you might see like a few pennies trickle down to the to the bank account, but you, you really don't even care. Um, and you, a lot of us might uh, find that you're in that position right now where you're, 
you know, when you can, you're, you're proud to state that you've created a million dollars of revenue, knowing that, see, a great, a great example of this is like how, you know, many years ago, Amazon had all these revenues and they didn't have any profits. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, negative earnings per share. But we all knew, well, us that followed very closely knew, and just as your business is, there's these little levers, these, these little buttons and these different times and within the path of your business that things will start to click over and that profit will start. Exactly. But you've got to have the revenues to do that, you see. So it, it, it's kind of a, you know, chicken before the egg kind of thing. And if you're not having that mindset on producing that revenue, then really you don't have a startup, you don't have a business at all, just as we just discussed before. Yeah, exactly. And having that focus point on just, you know, we'll worry about profit later. I just want to focus on generating revenue. And we get it as a startup and even as like an early growth business, nine times out of 10, that revenue that you made, you're putting right back into the business exactly. because you're still trying to get to that profit category that you're trying to hit. Right. So it is going to take some of that. And that leads us to the, you know, the kind of secondary point in this first topic is make sure you have that foundation understanding, right? My foundation first brick is going to be my product or service that I'm offering. Mm -hmm. My next brick is how do I monetize this? So how do I make it a transactional activity so I can start getting that revenue? And then that third brick is really going to be how do I transition that revenue to a profit and that has to do with obviously your expenses and your partnerships and whatever else that you have in play. And we'll get to the, you know, we'll definitely do another yeah, exactly. podcast here on profit. Exactly. But, you know, having that mindset on the front end kind of gives you that roadmap on what it looks like to produce that revenue. It's important. It's, it's uh, very interesting. And it's such an interesting topic because it's, it's again, we're kind of getting into, you know, topic two a little bit. We're kind of going yeah. back and forth, but it's, it's having it in your head that you you gotta have you have to have those revenues. If you if you don't have if the money's not streaming in, then we could talk all you want about cutting expenses and making something more efficient and trying to get to that profit. But you, you've got to have you've got to have that first. Yeah. And and if you don't have that mindset, what's gonna happen is, and I struggle with this personally in in our businesses. I'm, I'm kind of the, the cheapskate. <laughs> so it's like, we could do this campaign and probably create, you know, $40,000 of revenue. But I'm like thinking about all the different costs associated yeah. with it. And if we're doing the right thing by time, you know, during for current clients. And, you know, so I'm taking in all, all those things and I'm taking in the opportunity costs. And it's like, really sometimes you just need to produce that revenue and worry about all that later. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's that balance you have to have and you have to have a little bit of that mindset because you could get stuck saying like, just be, well, we don't, I don't want to do that. That's not really like a high ROI in that, you know, so I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Next thing you know, you're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. And okay. There's no revenue coming so. in. But then, you know, going to go back to a, you know, an old adage that I've always heard, which is, you know, don't step over dollars to make pennies. Mm -hmm. So you do have to look at those stuff. And I think that goes right into that revenue focus mind frame for topic two. You know, is your focus just about making money or is it growing a successful business? Yeah, exactly. And that's because if it's just yeah, making right. money, then you're really not, you're just trying to like sell what you can quick, dirty, and fast in the hopes of pocketing, you know, 10, 20, $30,000 maybe. 
Um, or are you in this for the long haul? Are you yeah. going, look, I'm going to build this revenue model. I'm going to be diligent about how I'm going to build it. I'm going to make sure it matches the community and whatever else of my customer base. And my missions and, and principles. Exactly. So over time, it's that reoccurring activity. Uh, you hear this a lot, especially when you're, you know, if any of you, are anyone, especially in startups, are looking for venture capitalists or angel funds, you hear this term, you know, ARR, you know, annual recurring revenue. That matters. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't happen unless your revenue stream was built to start. Yeah, so the time, the commitment, the hustle, the the reinvestment of, of your dollars in, into people, research and development, your product. Yeah. It needs to happen first or else, you know, you're you're basically just doing a, you know, a run and gun quick show of just like, hey, you know, let's do this for three years and well, let's get out of here. Exactly. It's not going to do that. And some of the things to think about, so, you know, ways to grow and boost your revenue so start thinking about like like some of these larger companies, you know, kind of beat them at their own game. What's like added services that really essentially are taking your time and money, but you're going to get someone in the door. So what's kind of like a, what they would call like a loss leader? What's something to bring somebody in the door that really isn't producing any bottom line profit? Yeah. It is increasing the revenue and it is also bringing someone into the door to look at other products so they can increase overall total sales. But what are some of those things that you could do in your business to actually do that? And so we know some of the biggest invest businesses, they did that. They do that all the time. Look know? at restaurants, right? I mean, yeah. you see like a free soft drink exactly. or, you know, a happy hours or happy hours yeah. or whatever. They don't make any money off of that. No. But it doesn't cost them anything to really do it either, right? right? I mean, Grant, there's a cost. They're, well, they're making a commitment. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they're making a commitment to... to, 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 to to bypass that profit yeah. for a reason. Because they're going to make the bigger profit on Correct. the back end. You know, I think the other thing on the ways to grow and boost your revenue, and, you know, obviously I know when we first said it, I'm sure there was a lot of our listeners, John, that went, well, it's marketing, man. Of course it's got to be. It's emails. It's text messages. It's social media. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. And it's not, oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. That plays into it. But I think the other side of it is looking at how your revenue is structured. Are you very much a one and done transaction. So sure. I go into a store and I buy a pair of jeans. If that's the only reason I went into said store, I'm not necessarily gonna go back until I need to buy another pair of jeans. And, and, and in a year or two, when, when I feel like I want to, you might not be the store I go back to. Because exactly. it's been two years. You know, you didn't have anything else. That's a little questionable. Mm -hmm. Versus, and I, I love this analogy, so, you see this a lot in massage therapy, and I'm an avid lover of going for massage therapy. Taking care of your body. <laughs> uh, taking care of your body and making sure you stay healthy on that side of it. But you see these different companies that are out there that offer massage therapy, and they're starting to get smart. They're starting to say, okay, yeah, you can schedule a massage with us in 30 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever it is, and it's you know $65, let's say. Or you can come in. Buy this plan that's forty nine ninety five a month. Mm -hmm. It includes one massage a month plus. There's usually a couple other benefits that they throw in on it, but it's a reoccurring monthly subscription that Correct. you're buying. So look at it from this side. Is that business owner just said, okay, I've got my clients that are going to come in. They're going to do a massage once every six months. 
great, they're going to pay their 65 bucks, they're good to go, they had their hour, they're fine. And others that are going to be like, I'm okay at 50 bucks a month, and that means I get a massage every month without fail, and whatever other perks that you have with it. That business owner just created two revenue streams. Correct. And now that business owner can ride the world as they go through. And I think that's one thing that you look at, and it, it does kind of somewhat get us into this last topic here, John, but it's going back to that, what are things I can do to boost my revenue? Is it multiple streams? And that kind of comes down to the nuts and bolts of what we kind of wanted to talk about here. So with that, John, do you want to take us into like kind of a lead in of multiple streams? I, and I will, because I'm going to mention few things of like what what is the market looking for what is venture capitalists looking for what what are people looking for when it comes to a good business model nowadays look at every interesting kind of successful business that's on the come up they're all recurring they <laughs> revenue <are>. programs <laughs> of some sort there's a club there's a membership there's a monthly uh, a, a fee or an annual sometimes yeah. just look at that and just think about that and, and I think I want everyone listening to ask themselves, how can they create that for their own business? I mean, what exactly can happen to, to your business to actually make it that, that feel now yeah. understand some of your businesses may not, you know, maybe a restaurant, it may be tough to say, Hey, you're going to do the monthly club. You actually, you probably could actually, I'm thinking of some fun ideas right now, but maybe it's tougher. Okay. Sure. But that's okay because you could still create, that ambiance of reoccurring, meaning it goes from everything from how you treat your people that come into your restaurant or your business in general. Yeah. All of the things that you can do to create a repeat sale, as well as like we talked about upselling uh, exactly. two or three weeks ago. So you just had mentioned the idea that you're going to go fit, get the $50 massage club every month. But when you're there, you're going to walk by and be like, I love that lavender oil so much. <laughs> like, do you guys smell that stuff? And next thing you know, you're walking out with a $12.99 bottle of lavender oil. Yeah. You didn't know this was going to happen. And so now you've created the, those multiple streams. So let's get into multiple streams. I mean, what does that actually mean for your business? Well, it means a few things. It does mean that you can create revenues that you just were never really counting on. You can create different types of revenues. So you can create chunks of revenue so sales of maybe your oils for example yeah. also you're going to have your recurring revenues which might feel uh small when you look at an individual customer but then if you just open that up and say well what if i had a hundred or what yeah. if i had a thousand of these what would those numbers be tanning sons are big on that right they're it's always huge. doing the they make packages do and everything yeah. else but that goes to you know kind of what we said in the first thing here it's your product and service so that's what i think for me um, and John, feel free to weighing in on this, but I think as a business owner, you need to look at your products and services first. Can I make this into that multiple streams of revenue? Like you were saying, John, you're going into a massage place and you've got the packages, but it's that, you know, once every other month, I need to refill my oils or I need to redo this. Or Those are disposable goods. It doesn't cost you as a business owner a whole heck of a lot to get them in and carry them on your shelf, but you're going to sell them for 13 bucks. It costs you $5, but it does wear out. It's a lotion. It's used. Mm -hmm. It's whatever. So are there products and services that you can add that are disposable so you can get that reoccurring stream mm -hmm. coming in just from that? Now, it might not be a club that that person's a part of, right. but they are 
they fell in love with a lotion and they fell in love with, you know, craft beer, breweries are great yeah, at this, right? Yeah. The beer, they felt, you know, someone falls in love with a local brewery. They fell in love with one of their beers. They buy a growler. They go home. They drink their growler. Growler gets empty. They go, I'm out of beer. Yeah. Guess what I'm doing? <laughs> I'm back up to go get my growler refilled. Um, you know, so are those disposable products that you can offer? Are those services that you can tag in? You know, we mentioned this the other week, and actually, John, you did, was can you package it? You know, this jeans, mm -hmm. you know, this pair of jeans that comes with this hoodie mm -hmm. or whatever the, you know, packaging. You see this a lot in um, men's, you know, suit apparels, right? Yeah, and, and just men's clothes the now. Free tie that stuff. comes yeah. with the $150 suit you bought, right? Yeah, yeah. And those things, they started off with products and services. But I guess, you know, let's go here one step further. So you've got a good product and service mix. John, does having multiple locations yield to multiple There you revenue? go. Maybe, maybe you've got that system down. So maybe multiple locations for your type of business might be a way to, to increase your streams of, 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 of revenue. Because now you've got maybe three places doing what one was doing. Yeah. And the, what happens there is then you, you know, as an owner, you're, you're managing and making sure that, that each each location is, is operating at its, you know, efficiency. Sure. And also what you need to do, there's a couple things to keep in mind when you talk about locations is understand where those locations are at and how the consumer might be a little bit different. The yeah. habits might be a little different. But I would say, of course, locations is definitely a way to boost uh, the multiple exactly. streams to get more uh, revenues. Yeah, and I'm sure you've seen it, like different deals that you'll see, like coupons or whatever, they'll say only valid at Correct. XYZ location. Well, that's not in my backyard, even though I've got, you know, whatever there. Yeah, because they know what those customers need to buy in that geographical area. Right. The other thing to look at, you know, when you're looking at your locations and whether or not it could be a good revenue stream is, you know, I guess I'll take this, you know, look of a coffee shop. If I'm in a community and I'm a coffee shop owner and I'm one of three mm. and I'm doing okay, don't get me wrong, I'm making revenue and it's, it's good. But I look at this other community that's, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes away, they don't have a coffee shop downtown. That might be, you know, mm -hmm. hey, I can get in here. I've got multiple streams. So as the Calling out to all changing. coffee owners, come to West, <laughs> West Bloomfield, please. <laughs> Apparently there is a need shop. here in West Bloomfield, <laughs> okay, Michigan. Please. With the three Starbucks that are... Spread out by five miles or just, I'm, I'm sick of them. Yeah, I just want a good cup right. of coffee from a coffee. Because if not, I'm going to do it, okay? So, anyways, this is West Bloomfield, Michigan, people. We've been asked, right? I, you know, I got asked the other day, we need a good sandwich Sorry. shop here. And I went, uh, do I need to open yeah, that one like, now? Hey, don't test is that me. what I have to do? But um, yeah, it's, it's reading the market and seeing where there's a need. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And playing with that, you know, market feel. But let's do this and kind of we kind now, of this is a fun one. This, uh, yeah. Are there multiple ways of making money? So we did kind of already address this a little bit, right? Yeah, a few you have times. your one-off sales, you have your reoccurring. Is it just being a serial entrepreneur? Mm -hmm. Now, personally, and we were talking off air, um, John and I, um, I'm not a huge fan of that term. Yeah, it's, um, it's actually starting to create a bad because <laughs> it's funky. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. There are some phenomenal oh, yeah. serial entrepreneurs. At the top of the chain, I mean, yeah, they're amazing. Um, we're not talking about those. <laughs> but if you look at it, maybe if you have, you know, I'm, I think I mentioned this in another podcast. There's a local coffee shop owner, and he's got a good business going. And granted, he's not the only coffee shop, so he does have competition. 
but it's got a solid base. And I know people that's just like, you have to go there, it's great, and da 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 da, he roasts his own beans, whatnot. He has another idea to go, I'm gonna take this one step further and I wanna open up a distillery. Mm -hmm. Now, he's gonna share the names between the two organizations and it will be a separate company, but now for him as an entrepreneur, it's multiple streams of revenue, right? But he's using, he's efficiently using his time, his resources, his skills. Yes. So he's not really going too much really out of the realm, but he's creating another way to make some money. Yep. And he might find himself using the coffee shop, essentially, to market his distillery. You know what I mean? So not like, oh, I'm getting a cup of coffee. Oh, I don't know if you knew, but we've just opened up a... So now you're using... And that's one of the thoughts I had was like, how can you use your resources of your current business to create another stream of income? Is there something that you can do? So maybe you are, here's another coffee shop one, but maybe you've got a kind of back area that nobody sits in. Yeah. You know, maybe make it, maybe make two or three or four shared office desk spaces so people can sit there for long periods of time and but you charge them a few bucks yeah make that a club your you community know, like, spaces whatever yeah. you can do with it so you just made some additional revenue that wasn't but you're just using the same space that you had yeah. in the first place you know the other one is um and uh, i've known this uh, individual for quite a while a great entrepreneur um he got into the multi-level marketing Mm -hmm. Now, I get it. Right here is yeah, where right. I just had yeah. about 18 of our listeners go. What are they talking about? Oh, dude. No. Be honest with you, though. There are some that are garbage, frying, front to back. Obviously, yeah. There are, probably 70% of there them. There are good multi-level <laughs> yeah. marketing companies out there. But this particular individual, he's a yoga instructor. Mm -hmm. And all into health and everything else. Well, he started looking at, like, are there other things that I can be doing because I talk to people all the time all the time <laughs> so he got into an organization to do this he got into an organization that did that he is one of their business reps or whatever and the great part of it is that they all tie in mm -hmm. but they're all standalone businesses he's you know the entrepreneur and all of them now granted he didn't found that that's he the kind of the beautiful thing them, right he didn't have but to. he got into uh -huh. it they they pay Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're not talking, you know, granted, is he making, you know, $6,000 off of any one? Probably not. But five, six, seven hundred dollars here, another five, six, seven hundred dollars in this one. Well, guess what? Now we're three, four grand. And he's using the same amount of time he was always using as a yoga the same amount of time. I would say, so maybe one of the things that that someone listening to this could do is to say... Because I would always start from inside out. Like you said, he did the same thing. He he connected three or four businesses that, that actually kind of make sense in his ecosystem. Yeah. Not like he's like, well, I sell cars over here. We <laughs> 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 do yoga. So there's some, some, there's some connectivity. Yeah. And I would say to, to, to all the entrepreneurs out there listening is to say, how can you kind of create an ecosystem around what you love and your passions and your businesses. So for example, even if it's just saying, well, I'm trying to think of a business, but it's like, you know, I, I do this for my day job, but I, and I know we sell these things, you know, when you come to my business, but is there a way that I can create maybe 
the online presence of it so much so that I'm, I'm actually opening the door. So let's just be simple. Let's say you are a coffee roaster and you do roast your own coffee yeah. and you want people to come to your shop. But all of a sudden you create an online coffee shop that doesn't just have your roast in it. And it's, it's okay to sell other people's yes. roast, you know, and Without uh, maybe you do a podcast that becomes so successful you're making a few hundred bucks, a few thousand dollars a, a month on your YouTube and your podcast. So, yeah. But so you're, but you're creating, so it, it's all an ecosystem, but you're creating multiple streams of income on it. And it makes sense because at the end of the day, maybe the income from it isn't the key. It's more the idea that you get somebody into the ecosystem and you can satisfy their needs. Yeah. So somebody might really like the podcast. Someone really might like the fact that they could just come and hang out at your coffee shop and, and do business and meet people. Someone might just come in and they love that they can go into an online site that has your coffee. So they're going to buy a pound of your coffee. But they also, you found some crazy company in Nevada that's yeah. got some interesting coffee and you're sourcing it for them. And they can buy that too. And so you've just satisfied the needs of one consumer in multiple ways. And that's called revenue, folks. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of this came up and you, John, you hit it right in the head. And I, I love that analogy. You know, they went from roasting it to only store to buying it. You've seen this a lot also in breweries, right? Mm -hmm. Really what it comes down to is this. A lot of our businesses, mine included, got hit hard with COVID and they got hit with the hard with the economic. We're always going to have something as business owners. You know, the economies rose and fall before 2020, guys. And if not, please crack out a history book. Um, <laughs> it's always been a roller coaster and it will always continue to be one. Mm -hmm. But I like some of this because I've seen out of this 2020 time frame, this multiple stream of revenue innovation really come out. You know, for the longest time, a lot of these microbreweries, they brewed small batches and it was only for their tap rooms and it was only for their little restaurants. Correct. What happened though? Uh, things changed uh, beyond their control and they went, huh, well, if I brew a slightly bigger batch, I can can it. Mm -hmm. I can do growlers. I can do howlers. I don't have to have people come in here. I, I can still mm -hmm. have this reoccurring revenue stream. I can still have this additional revenue stream. And they can walk away with a four pack or a six pack or they can walk away with a I love that. 14 ounce growler or whatever the case may be. Those are great things as an entrepreneur we need to be looking at is the economy is always going to fluctuate. Things are always going to happen that's outside of your control. You might have been the most organized business owner in the world, right? I built this great foundation. Yeah, I've got all this stuff. Yeah, yeah we live in a world. Uh, things affect it. Can you adapt? Can you change? Can you pivot? And I know all those are the same, but they're really not. It's no, yeah, fitting different. in. And how can I use this to make more revenue? Mm -hmm. You know, is it a reoccurring stream? You know, I think there's a lot of businesses out there that I go, why is this not a reoccurring rep? Like, how did you not? Like, I know a lot of salons don't do this, right? Now, granted, everybody gets their hair cut. Sounds like a good idea, actually. But I've never <laughs> seen, like and I could be wrong. So, I've, yeah, uh, listeners, if there are one out there, message us tell on us social why we media and tell us why I'm wrong. Yeah. But I've never seen a salon that says, hey, here's our VIP membership club. Let me tell you something, Dave. If you go upstream and you kind of get to the swanky places and you go to the New Yorks and all this stuff, these Very people. Possible. Well, no, I'm saying they do it now. Oh, quite wow. But because they, you know, we're talking <laughs> stupid money. <laughs> we're talking for. But we can make right? it realistic. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a not a bad idea. 
Like it's, you know, 20 bucks a month, whatever. Correct. Because you're, you're getting access to someone. And here's another thing to do on the, so for all the service people out there, and I'm, that's, that's my side of the thing is understand that that's changing in our industry too. Even if you're from, from the attorneys to, to the, to the realtors, to look at all the very successful service people. They're actually, a lot of them are actually like getting out of the one transactional business and yeah. saying, how can I blow this up and create a room? So you've got like the investment advisors, almost all of us and the ones that are fiduciaries that are they're trying to go the right way down the stream of what, where the business is going. We say, if you want access to us on an annual basis, you're going to pay us a retainer. Yeah. It's a, it's a recurring fee. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to work my butt off for you now because if you give me $3,000 a year, yeah, exactly. you're, you've got access to me, phone, email, t text. I mean, we can talk all the time. We do talk all the time. And oh, by the way, all areas of your life, when it comes to your finances, you can, you can ask us questions. We can get solutions done. We have no, we're, we're not tied to any one product now. See? Because now I'm not, I'm not making any money on the product. Yeah. I'm actually just making money on the service. So I exactly. just show you that. So it can be in pretty much all businesses. So I, I think we challenge you guys to really take a step back and say, what can I do to my business? So let me think a little bigger and think a little bit more on the reoccurring part of things. And how can I create revenues? And that's the focus. Start with the revenue focus first. Yes. And say to yourself, how can I do this? And I think that's a great place to kind of leave our listeners for today, right? So, so. as you finish off 2020 and we get into the holidays and all the hubbub that goes along with that, take a look at your business because there may be something there that you can have that revenue, that loss leader, that producing piece of it. Profit, again, we'll get to later. But something you can do right here, right now, implement and make those extra few hundred dollars at the end of the year. It will go a long way into the future. Or for, how about a few tens of thousands? Come on, Dave. We can go <laughs> capitalists. You know, we gotta <laughs> take that step down the road to step, thousands right? of dollars. It's you know a clear I mean? step, right? And I will tell you something magical about revenues. What happens is, but I can tell you by experience, all of a sudden the revenues start coming in and then you start filling in all the buckets, my expenses, my employees, and research and development and marketing. And they, they just keep coming and something happens. You don't have another place to put them. It's all in your pocket. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Time to make some money. Profit, right? All right, guys. So with that, I'm Dave McDowell with Mobile Tier. John Oliver and Joe Wall Partners. And we thank you guys so much for joining us again on the Trailblazer Podcast. Thanks again for listening to Trailblazer, igniting business and community. Please follow us on Facebook at Trailblazer IBC, where you can post any questions or comments, or you can send them by email at trailblazeribc at gmail.com. Any statements and tools talked about are for conversational purposes. Please reach out to professionals for specific advice as it relates to your business.